Hello, talking about John chapter 6, diving right into who Jesus is and um, yeah, the implications on that and how it affects our life, not just our um, surface life, but all things in our life, our relationships, our professional life, if you run a business or if you're involved in ministry, um, your finances, the, the stories you consume in terms of media and uh, sports and all that stuff. I think Jesus does have effects on all those things in our life. And hopefully by taking a look at his life, we can gain a deeper understanding of who God is and what he cares about and what he doesn't like. And yeah, I think that if you spend time around him, you start to look like him. He's a brilliant guy. He's a brilliant character. And I think a lot of times Jesus is misunderstood and uh, communicated in a weird weird way. Either he's communicated in this very religious way or this very uh, soft kind of hugging a a lamb type of way. And Jesus was uh, a hard guy to pin down. And he's, I mean, he is, he is a hard guy to pin down. He has his own thoughts, his own desires. And I think it's, I think it's worth, worth our time to press in to figure out more about him. So Again, that's why I do this podcast so that I can learn a little bit more about Jesus by having to unpack things that I'm learning and things that I'm seeing in his life, the way that he treated others, the way that he thought, the things he valued, and also the things that frustrated him, I think are really cool things to look at because, uh, hey, if things frustrated him, I, I think that's a sign that it's okay if they frustrate us as well. Holy frustration, you know, good frustration. It's a thing. Anyways, we're going to jump into chapter 6, which is kind of an interesting chapter because it speeds through a few different interactions. A lot happens all in this one chapter. Um, We see that Jesus has done a lot of miracles. He's starting to get a lot of fame. Thousands of people are following him around because he's curing diseases. And he speaks, the way that he speaks is, is, he speaks as one that has authority is how the scriptures, John, his disciple, describes it. When people hear him speak, they're blown away. He talks in such a way that the Pharisees and the teachers of the law just haven't been talking. It's like this breath of newness that Jesus brings. And the miracles he's been doing have been blowing people's mind in terms of him healing folks and multiplying bread, multiplying wine. Not in small quantities, but in large, large, miraculous quantities. There's talk, and people are like, is this the Christ? Is this the Christ? And for the Jewish people, man, if, 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 it, if this is the Christ, this, it's like the end of the world. So they're, they're, they've been looking forward to this for the, past, for the past thousands of years. They've been waiting for the Christ, the King, to come. To restore all things, to usher in this this reign and rule of peace, where or there is no more tears, there is no more suffering. There's prosperity and abundance, and life is easy and good. And they've been waiting for this. This is the promise they've been waiting for: is the King. So there's talk amongst the people like this might be the Christ. This might be the King. And with that comes some, some, some haters as well. 
even Jesus's own brothers we see are kind of like confused at who he is and what he's doing. His hometown doesn't quite understand him. They're like, you're Jesus, son of Joseph. Like, what are you talking about? And maybe you felt that in your own life. I, I think I have for sure. Like when something, I don't know, when you, when you succeed in some capacity, whether it's professionally or uh, I don't know, on a personal level, and you take that to your family or close friends, sometimes they don't respond in the best of ways. Because they, like, it's like the hometown hero thing. They, like, don't, they're like, oh, well, you can't really do that, you know? Like, I'm trying to think of a specific example. I guess one is, I, I got this, I got this job, it was a remote job for a, for a, a New York Times bestseller, an, an author. It was this awesome marketing job, and I had spent four months looking for a job and I finally landed this one it was marketing for him and when I finally got it and told my parents like they were like skeptical and kind of blown away because in their minds you know the best thing I could do is work for this plastics company in my town like that was the top tier so the fact that I had gotten this job with the New York Times best-selling author they were like wait what they just didn't quite understand it and it wasn't like they hated it or like despised it it was just like I don't know, like, out of sight, out of mind. And I think I do it to my friends, too. You, like, just have this overly skeptical view of your friends or people close to you. I'm not really sure what it is, but Jesus hits the nail on the head that a prophet isn't welcome in his hometown, you know? Like, everywhere else, it's like people can believe in you and kind of be blown away by who you are and the things you do, but... For some reason in your hometown, they're like extra skeptical of you. It's weird. I think it's a real thing. If you have any other thoughts, I would love to hear some of your stories. Uh, but Jesus experienced the same thing with his brothers. They're like, Jesus, if you're like this doing this stuff, like why don't you go to the, the feast? There was a feast of booths coming up, this big feast where they would celebrate. Um, and they're like, why don't you go to the feast and you know, show some miracles? And Jesus is like, I can't go. Like, they're going to, it's not my time. Like, you know, the world, the world doesn't hate you, but the world hates me. Like, my, the, the status that Jesus has at this point is a lot different than the status his brothers have in terms of how people view him, how people um, love him, but also how people hate him. And his brothers don't quite get that. They don't quite understand that. So his, bro- his brothers go up to the feast, and Jesus actually does end up going, but he goes up in secret just so people aren't flocking around him, like the 5,000 people that were trying to chase him down when he was multiplying bread. And he does go in secret, and he ends up standing up and speaking a little bit. He speaks with authority, and people are blown away by the things that he's saying. And he's calling out folks. He's like, you guys, you guys, <laughs> you guys have the law, but you don't follow it. And you get mad when people do good and claim the law to condemn them, to hate them. Moses gave you circumcision, and it wasn't even Moses, it was God. And you guys, you guys perform circum, circumcision on the Sabbath, but when I heal somebody on the Sabbath, you guys freak out and want to kill them. And we're like, whoa, who is this guy? Like, what is he talking about? Jesus continues to speak into this and call them out and, and, and kind of polarize at this point. And half the crowd is like, this guy speaks with authority. He is unbelievable. And the other half is like, 
this guy speaks with authority. Who is he? He doesn't have the right to do that. So half the crowd thinks he's the Christ. Half the crowd is convinced that he is a demon and the devil. The uh, Pharisees get wind that he's kind of saying this stuff. So they send some guards to arrest him. And, and even the guards are blown away. And they come back to the Pharisees and they're like, this guy, he, the way he talks, it's crazy. Like, he speaks with authority. And they're like, <laughs> the Pharisees get mad at the guards. They're like, are you guys followers of him? Like, are you from Galilee? Even Nicodemus speaks up a little bit at this point. He's like, you know, shouldn't we give him a fair shake, fair trial? And they're like, no, he's not from, you know, nothing good can come from Galilee. That's another thing. They thought he came from Galilee when, in fact, he was born in Bethlehem. So, I don't know. It's very interesting. One of the coolest things in this chapter, though, is that during the Feast of Booths, I guess, I guess they would march this giant vat of water around, like a huge base, vase, not base, a huge vase of water around in this parade on the last day. And I guess while they were doing this, Jesus comes out and he, he stands up I kind of picture him like there's a parade going on and he jumps on the main float and just starts screaming. He says, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. For out of him will will spring rivers of... For out of his heart will spring rivers of living water. I'm sure this made people feel weird. It's like, what... If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me to drink. Jesus is continuing this theme of uh, kind of hunger and thirst. This living water theme that we see with the good, the, the Samaritan woman and, the, and, the, and the kind of eat my flesh, drink my blood. If anyone is hungry or thirsty, let him come to me to eat and drink. I will satisfy. Not only satisfy, but we see with the... Jesus multiplies bread and wine. Not only will he satisfy, but provide more than enough. Leftovers upon leftovers he, he gives you not only a full course meal with unlimited breadsticks and pasta but you get that to-go box to take home and give to a friend this image of rivers coming out of your heart you know it's not just water to satisfy you not just a cup to satisfy you but it's just constantly overflowing and i think there's something deep and meaningful about that the reason why is I think people are constantly trying to fill their cup up with, I don't know, professional status, relationships, sex, drugs. If you can snort it or if you can screw it, people are looking to fill up their cup. It's like picture if everybody, that great analogy is this Rick Shear analogy. He was like an old Young Life guy. He was like my leader's leader but he has this great analogy where every, picture everybody around you has a cup of water and they'll give out some to people, you know, when they want to help them or care about them. And, you know, they'll receive water when they need help or to be cared for. But the beautiful thing about being a part of God's family is that we have a cup that, that constantly overflows. So we can constantly be pouring water into other people's cups and not worry that we're going to run out. Because most people, they're pretty stingy with their with their water. You know, they'll give out a little bit, but as long as they get some back. But as Christians, we have this overflowing cup that we can pour our water into other people's cups and care for them and love them and serve them without any expectation of anything in return. And we see Jesus do that. But he has this, this well inside of him of wisdom and knowledge and love and act action that's unlike anybody else in all of history. 
he continues to pour out his life, his love, his actions, his words, his wisdom into other people's lives with no, no expectation in return. And it's pretty unbelievable. So yeah, where in your life do you feel like you could begin to pour out your water into other people's lives? You know, and maybe maybe you need a little bit of water yourself. And I, I would say it's tempting to go to other things to get water, but Jesus offers that beautiful statement that anyone is thirsty, let him come to me to drink. For, for I will, you know, springs, not springs, but rivers of living water will come out of him. He's got the living water that will satisfy um, if you guys enjoy this, share it with a friend. Um, I don't really pay too much attention to what's going on with this podcast. But if you guys enjoy this, share this with a friend. Also, uh, follow me. Shoot me a follow on Instagram. Um, it's Chris A. Neal, N-E-A-L. I, I would love to connect with people that listen to this. I have no idea who listens to this. But, yeah, share with a friend. Follow me on Instagram, Chris A. Neal. Look me up shoot me a message. Would love to hear some of your stories and, um, yeah, love y'all. Bye.